You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Take your Bibles, please. 1 Samuel chapter number 18. 1 Samuel chapter number 18. And I want you to put a marker in that scripture verse, please. And I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So we're going to look at 1 Samuel 18, first of all. And then we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. While you're looking for these passages, put a marker there before we read some of these scripture verses. How many of you have seen this type of bottle before? How many of you have seen something like this? Can you all see it? All right. It says they're poison. You, saw, you all see that right there? When I was a little boy, before I started reading, I've been seeing a lot of this type of bottle in my grandfather's rice field barn. And it was just all lined up and all bottles there, and sometimes it's mixed up with <laughs> coffee mugs and all that. That's not good, especially when you have little Alvins ro rolling around and uh, inquisitive, trying to drink some things that I've not had before. But Brother Jose, I I've seen many of these, smaller version. And I'm so glad. I didn't know they were poison. I, just, I didn't know, but I was so tempted, Brother Brown, to take a taste of whatever was in this bottle when I was growing up. And uh, one time I did. And I'm happy to announce to you I survived. <laughs> Man, I had a little bit of that, whatever that was in there. I, didn't, I was never the same for the few, past, uh, next few days. Man, I tell you what, it was not good good thing i survived now where are you going with this brother martinez well we're going somewhere stay with me please spiritual speaking all of us in this vast auditorium and those who are watching online thank you for being a part of our service sometimes take a dose of a poison that I'm about to preach this morning. This poison, perhaps, is one of the oldest types of sin in the Bible. Lucifer got a dose of it. As a matter of fact, he overdosed, according to Isaiah chapter 14. And it changed his eternal destiny forever. Let's get ready to read and mark our Bible. Let's turn to 1 Samuel 18. Follow along as I read verse number 5, please. 1 Samuel 18, verse 5. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul sent him over the man of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine that the woman came out of all cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy and with instruments of music. Verse 7, and the woman answered, 
one another as they played and said, Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth and the saying displeased him and he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands and to me they have ascribed but thousands. What can he have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David. You see that right there? And Saul eyed David from that day and forward. I'd like to speak on this subject this morning for a short moment. The poison of comparison. The poison of comparison. Father in heaven, oh, I rely on you. There's absolutely nothing I can do without your Holy Spirit's guidance. God in heaven, I beg you, please use me. I rely on you and depending on you. I want to be a help to your wonderful people. Perhaps some are not saved. They're here this morning looking for answer. The answer is still Jesus Christ. Some have needs, spiritual needs, material needs, whatever it may be. Holy Spirit of God, use your holy, powerful, preserved word of God to speak and minister to every heart. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Many people are blessed with many things in life. And by the way, if you're a part of that group, say amen. amen. We're blessed. Can you say, I'm blessed? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Now some of you are saying it this way. I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm blessed. But you know, it's sad to say many people have many things in life, yet they enjoy none of it because they are poisoned with comparison. King Saul was one of the most powerful and influential kings in his time. He is also one of the most blessed kings. Yet, he did not enjoy his blessings. He did not enjoy his exceeding riches, his lofty state in his kingdom. He had everything that you would imagine a man would want or need to make him happy, yet he enjoyed none of it. You see, King Saul was the big shot of his time. King Saul was used to getting all the attention in his kingdom. He and his family were used to receiving all the public recognitions in his time. He was always in the front page of the newspaper, perhaps was always the highlight of the news. King Saul was the standing war hero, and he was the one that everybody adored. But suddenly in 1 Samuel 18, there comes on the scene a young new war hero, a shepherd boy, a young lad named David. David comes and won the battle that King Saul chose not to fight to destroy the champion of the Philistines named Goliath. 
The Bible tells us that, the, that David comes into town and the streets are lined up with people and they're cheering for him while King Saul was standing in the background. The woman that came out of all the cities of Israel wrote a song and they sang it in verse number 7. Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands, and they went key changes. Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. There's a little sharp in there. Saul repeated, has slain his thousands. Hold it. Huh. And suddenly, King Saul's reaction to David's success brought the birth of the sin that destroyed him. Look at verse number 8, please. Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him, and he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. King Saul took a dose of that poison of comparison. I see, first of all, there's personal comparison in verse number 8. He compares himself to David. By the way, we've all been there. Can I hear an amen? Oh, I wish I have that physique. Notice I'm darker. See, I'm working on the three character traits. I already got the darks, dark complexion. I'm working on the tall. And then the handsome part. One out of the three. That's supposed to be funny. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, I wish I had that Monet hair that flows down. Oh, I wish I had that pointy nose. Can we just be glad our nose is placed right where it's at? perfectly where it's at. Can you imagine if God chose to put our nose up here? I mean, we have cold every time it rains, all right? But God places where it's at, so just be happy with your nose. Amen. Oh, I wish I have that talent. I wish I have that health. I wish I looked like that, handsome, tall, dark. If you, if you want to know what I'm trying to describe, just look right here. And uh, uh, there's personal comparison. You see that? Not only that, I see comparison in prestige. Verse number five, please. David was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Look at verse number eight, please. They ascribed unto David. The people endorses David more than him. I also see comparison in power. Look at verse number seven, please. Saul has slain his thousands. David has ten thousands. I also see comparison in possession. Verse number 8. What can he have more but the kingdom? Oh, I wish I live in a house like that. Oh, I wish I drive a car like that. Oh, I wish I can go where they go. From the pulpit to the pew, we've all been there. Can I hear an amen? 
King Saul took a big gulp of the poison that destroyed him and his family. And now I see the after effect of the poison. I want to give you point number one. Comparison poisons contentment. Comparison poisons contentment. Ladies and gentlemen, it is impossible to be content with God has given us when we play the comparison game. I remember the first time we went camping with a trailer. I have been wanting to buy one of those tent trailers because I'm so sick and tired of setting up a regular tent. For a petite guy like me, tents don't work. So we saved up our money, and I came across this tent trailer, Brother Gilreath, one of those crank trailers. Man, I bought that thing and so excited about that thing. It came with a pop-out bed over there and pop-out bed over there. There's a little kitchenette with a sink and a little refrigerator that fits about six bottles of water. And man, I put linoleum on that thing. I detailed that thing. I scrubbed it, and I was so excited. I was so happy. I was so content. And we went to the campsite, and I was so excited, Brother Smith, to set up that thing. I hooked it up on my uh, uh, truck, and we went there and had a good time. And I was setting up. Man, I got that jack to crank it up. And I, was, I put that thing in there, and I started cranking, and suddenly a brand-new RV pulled right next to mine. I'm talking about shiny chrome wheels, you name it. And here I was. Man, that owner come, came out of that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, RV with a remote, pressed a button, that side popped out, the other side popped out. He pressed a button, that RV leveled itself, the jack came down, man, I'll tell you what, and I was, and then they started that generation, generator, and then he pulled out a flat screen TV right there on the side, and I pulled out an RCA battery-powered tube, about this big, I bought a Walmart. Suddenly, that tent trailer that I loved and adored, that tent trailer that I was so satisfied and I was so happy to take with me, suddenly it's worth nothing. What happened? <laughs> I got a dose of this called the poison of comparison. Comparison poisons contentment. You see, the poison of comparison will always make us embrace the negatives of life and forget about the positives of life. Others' job title is always more fulfilling than ours when we compare. Your paycheck is never enough when you compare. Your, uh, your office is so small compared to others. Others' benefits are much more than we already have. 
And there's always someone who has more, you fill in the blanks. If we take a dose of the poison of comparison at our workplace. Many people quit their job not because they're not qualified for the job or not because they are not getting paid enough. They quit their job because they think they deserve more and they think they are worth more because they took a dose of the poison of comparison. The poison of comparison will make us embrace the beatings and despise the blessings and overlook the goodness of God. Your relationships are never as easy as others' relationship when you take a poison of comparison. Oh, I wish I just had that husband and everything. You don't understand, Brother Martinez. My husband, when I married him, he was a hunka hunka burning love. Now he's a chunka chunka burning love. You don't understand, Brother Martinez. You know, my husband's so ugly, everything. Why don't you just be thankful? No one's going to run away with him. <laughs> well, you've never seen my wife. Oh, I wish I had children like that. My children not living for God. And now you're discouraged. Why? There was that poison you took called the poison of comparison. North Valley Baptist Church, it is impossible to enjoy our own God-given blessings when we are busy comparing our blessings to someone else's blessings. Our house or apartment is never big enough. Our car is not as nice anymore. Our neighborhood is not as nice anymore. The weather is not as com comfortable anymore. The church is not as exciting anymore. The youth group stinks. The pastor or the Sunday school teacher is not as dynamic anymore. Why? The poison of comparison will make us embrace the bad things in life and protest the good things in life. Dissatisfaction comes when we begin to compare personality traits. Dissatisfaction comes when we begin to compare possessions, when we begin to compare power, when we begin to compare privileges and prestige and position in life and place of living and place of worship and place of service. Why? Because comparison poisons contentment. Number two, I see comparison poisons commitment. Comparison poisons commitment. King Saul's focus changed from being a leader to going after a soon-to-be leader of Israel. He went after a person and forgot about his purpose. He went after a position and he went after power and forgot about his people. Why? Right there. The poison of comparison. I wonder how many people today left their spouse and left their family and left their church and left their good job and left their place of service and left the will of God because they kept looking over the fence for greener pastures. 
<laughs> when it's greener on the other side of the fence, be careful, it might be AstroTurf. It's greener where we water. Amen. I see comparison poisons contentment. I see comparison poisons commitment. Let me give you the last and we're done. Comparison poisons character. Look at verse number 8, 1 Samuel 18. Are we still together this morning, church? I know lunch is coming and we must go. Amen. Look at verse number 8, please. Saul was very rough. Man. Look at verse number 9, please. And Saul, let's read it all together. Ready, begin. And Saul eyed David from that day and forth. One more time. And Saul eyed David from that day and forth. King Saul took a sip of that poison of comparison. He looked at what, he, what was happening with David and envy and jealousy dwelled in his heart. The Bible says, and Saul eyed David from that day and forward. He became mad and upset at David because he accomplished greater things than he did, and he eyed David. I wonder how many Christians today are eyeing someone who lives right, but they are their critic. I wonder how many Christians today are eyeing some people who have right relationships, but they are their critics. I wonder how many Christians today are eyeing, eyeing some successful Christian, and they look at them as their, their opponent. I wonder how many Christians today are eyeing someone at work, and they want to take them down because they drive a nicer car than they do, and has a bigger salary than they do, and lives in a bigger house than they do. And they take that poison of comparison that led them to jealousy. Who has received the promotion? Who has received the blessings that we wanted? And because of it, our eyes of envy are fixed upon them. Who has more than we have? And now our eyes of envy are fixed upon them. Who gets more acclaimed in the church, at workplace, at our school, at our youth group? And now our eyes of envy are fixed upon them. Who is a better person, a better athlete, a better Christian, a better employee, a better pastor, a better leader, a better manager than us? And now our eyes of envy are fixed upon them. Who is a better mother than you? Who is a better father than you? And you know it, and it bothers you. And so rather than fix yourself, you fix yourself and keep your eyes on them and look for flaws. King Saul's eye burned with the fire of envy's rage. Envy's poisonous venom flowed in Saul's vein because the people say, Saul had slain his thousands, David his ten thousands. Jealousy digs the mud and throws at success. Many people are hateful of other people today because they keep drinking the poison of comparison in their envies about the successes of others around them. You see, one thing about envy is that we cannot hide it. 
If you look up 1 Samuel 23, 9, Saul secretly practiced mischief against David. It will be exposed. <laughs> Everybody found out that King Saul was jealous with the shepherd boy. Cain thought he could hide the sin of envy from God. It showed up. Joseph's brethren envied Joseph because he was beloved of his father. And because of it, they eyed their own brother and hated him. Acts 7-9. Korah eyed Moses. Rachel eyed Leah. You see, envy brings injustice. Envy brings remorse. Envy brings sorrow. Envy brings regrets. And if we're not careful, we try to look for little flaws in others and we hide behind their character flaw. But the honest truth is, we're just flat out envious. Growing up, we lived in an area, there was a river connected to the Pacific Ocean. Every September, we have a swarm of crabs in our backyard. They would come out of the rivers. That's why I got this physique right here. And uh, they're free. <laughs> but them Asian crabs, they're different from king crabs we have here. Man, they are fast. They're wild. They're thick, armored skin. They're huge. I remember one friend grabbed one of them, got him right here on the finger, and I said, bite the claw! And he bit the claw. The other claw got his nose. So I'll never forget that. <laughs> One thing about those crabs, you put them in a big bucket, a big container. You know what they'll do? They'll grab each other just to escape and get on top. They will miss some claws and some uh, tentacles and all whatever you call that. They will do everything just to get on top. They will drag those crabs about them and just, I want to get out. Many times, that's our behavior, God's people. I'm including myself, all of us. I have seen people despise and hate other people just because they didn't have what the other people had. This is exactly what happened to King Saul. One man had something that another man did not have and jealousy took over and with rage and destroyed the man who was envious of another. You see, ladies and gentlemen, jealousy provided a javelin. Jealousy provided a spear into the hands of Saul that he would try to murder David just because he stole his thunder by killing Goliath. Envy produces criticism, and envy produces slander, and envy produces gossip, and envy produces disloyalty, and envy produces hypocrisy, and envy produces malice. Proverbs chapter 6, 34, for jealousy is the rage of man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Jealousy pro provides, is a problems trigger a bad attitude and bad anger. The Bible says, Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse number 6, jealousy is cruel as the grave. The grave is dark and lonely. Many people live in a dark and, uh, dark and lonely life because they're jealous. The grave is cold. Let me read you a quick story real quick here. D.L. Moody once told the story of an eagle 
who was so jealous of another eagle that could fly better than he could. One day the bird saw a hunter with a bow and arrow and said to him, I wish you would bring down that eagle up there. The man said he would if he had some feathers for his arrow. So the jealous eagle pulled one of his wings. The arrow was shot, but it didn't quite reach the rival bird because he was flying too high. The jealous eagle pulled one another, another feather and another feather and another feather and gave it to the hunter until he had lost so many that he himself couldn't fly anymore. The hunter took advantage of the situation, turned around and killed the helpless bird. D.L. Moody made this application. If you are envious of others, the one you will hurt the most by your action will be yourself. Envy destroyed the life of Jezebel. And envy destroyed the relationship of Esau and Jacob. Envy pushed Hagar to the wrong man. Envy killed the innocent children of Haman. Envy ruins life. Let's turn to our last verse, please. You're listening well. Are we still together this morning? 2 Corinthians 10, 12. And we'll finish with this verse. Thank you for listening. My Bible says, 2 Corinthians 10, 12, for we dare not make ourselves of the, the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. Let's read the last part together. Ready, begin, please. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Hey, look, look at what they're doing over there. And look at what they have over there. And look at what they get to enjoy over there. They have hired this over there. They have this over there we don't have over here. <laughs> Comparing yourselves among yourselves. The Bible says not wise. Why? Because we're drinking a poison that will trap us someday and get us in danger. Jealousy shoots at others and wounds itself because King Saul decided to take a sip of this poison. There is only one person to which we should compare ourselves. His name is Jesus Christ. When we compare ourselves to him, there's only one legitimate response. Gratitude. You see, God bless us with a custom-made blessing for each and every one of us. That means my blessings are different than your blessing, and your blessing is different from mine. And for us to compare blessings is not wise. We're basically saying, God, I don't like what you gave me. We're basically saying, God, this is not right. What, why don't we just be grateful for what God has given us and where God placed us and stop drinking the poison of comparison. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.